The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Hey, everybody, we are back, and I'm all by my lonesome, which is actually very fitting for today's show. We're going to be joined by Lauren Mackler, and by we, I mean all of us, all of my my wonderful listening audience. Um, Otherwise, uh, Lauren's going to be teaching us all about mastering the art of aloneness and transforming your life. So not being lonely, but mastering the art of being alone, which, you know, I'm actually a big fan of, and I'm very excited to speak with her more about this. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to Lauren Mackler. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. 
Hey everyone, we're back and we're joined by Lauren Mackler. Lauren, how are you today? I'm very well. How are you? I'm great. We're going to have a, I was telling you before we started the show, we're going to have a girls' day today because we have no buyer in here so we can talk about relationships and, and all the girly stuff that he hates talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell me more about Mastering the Art of Aloneness. Well, the basic premise of the book is, is really that when we're born, we're very whole, integrated human beings. And, you know, we, we come into this world with very specific and unique personality traits. We're born with a very intact self-esteem. Um, we can feel and express all, you know, the wide range of human emotions. And we're just very whole. We're very, we feel good about ourselves. We're spontaneous. And then we come into this thing called a family, and the life conditioning process begins. And because most people come from families that have at least some level of dysfunction, you know, whether it's mild or whether it's very severe, uh, there's an erosion of our innate wholeness that automatically happens. So that by the time most of us become adults, we've lost parts of our innate wholeness. Very often our self-esteem becomes eroded. And in the unconscious quest for wholeness, because all human beings, we're always seeking wholeness. It's a law of nature. We're seeking balance. It's, if you remember from school, the law of homeostasis, you know, we are trying to come back into that balance, except most people do it by looking outside of themselves for the other kind of soulmate. You know, my book is S-O-L-E-M-A-T-E, and people then look for the S-O-U-L-M-A-T-E as a way of finding wholeness, feeling complete, feeling good about oneself, you know, and self-validation, all those kinds of things. And instead of looking outside to somebody else to make you feel whole or secure or good about yourself or whatever it is that you're missing, my premise is or my approach or suggestion is become the partner you seek. Figure out what parts of you got lost and then take action to bring them back into the fold so that you can have a very, you know, healthy, secure, fulfilling, enriching life, whether you're on your own or in a relationship. You know, I'm so glad that I have you on the show today because I was actually just telling a girlfriend about this yesterday that, um, you know, I've, I've got a lot of girlfriends right now who feel very alone because they haven't found that one perfect guy mm -hmm. or, you know, that one perfect person to, that they think will complete them. And I'm always trying to tell girlfriends, you know, go out, just be single and be really good at being single. You know, enjoy enjoy life, enjoy getting to know yourself and, and don't put so much pressure on forming exterior relationships before you've had the opportunity to, you know, in, enjoy your own life. Is Am I am I kind of on the, the right path You're here? completely on, on target here because, you know, if you think about it, Really, um, and when I'm teaching, I run workshops, and or if I'm working with a with a client, I'll I'll say, who's the one person that you know with 100% surety is with you until you draw your last breath, that is never going to leave you, that you can never get away from, and that's yourself. And yet, most people do not put the same level of energy, resources, focus, attention on the relationship with themselves as they do with their relationship with others. You know, people that live alone, a lot of times they don't even make their, their bed every day. They don't, you know, cook a decent meal or healthy food. It's like, well, it's just me. And they don't treat themselves, you know, the way that they would treat somebody that they were in love with or really cared about or felt tenderly toward. And until you can develop that quality of relationship with yourself, um, you know, you're going to come into relationship with somebody else from a very different place. And, you know, you just described your friend situations 
you know, where they're feeling almost a sense of desperation. And when you come into relationship from a place of desperation or, you know, fear of being alone or neediness or, or all those kinds of qualities, you really pull in a very different kind of person and you have a very different kind of relationship than one that's based on really just a conscious choice and enjoyment of sharing who you are with someone else versus making somebody else, you know, the source of your life sustenance. You know, right before I met my uh, fiancé, for for about a full year before I, I met him or, you know, we, we ever talked about dating, I you know, I was totally single and, I mean, loving life. You know, I, I traveled. I got to catch up with friends that I hadn't caught up with in a long time. You know, and it was nice. I lived alone. I didn't even have any roommates. And it was a really good period of growth for me so that when mm-hmm. I did meet him, I felt like I was in a better point in my life to enter into a, a really serious relationship and to explore the next stage of my life. Yeah, and, and you attract a different kind of person because when you're, when you're looking to somebody else to fill your voids, um, or to complete you, then you're automatically going to have to find somebody who's more opposite, that's bringing those missing parts. And the problem with that approach is that the more different somebody is from you, um, the more conflicts there are going to be, the more differences there are to manage in a relationship. And, you know, let's face it, most of us don't have the greatest communication and conflict management skills because we never ta- we're taught them, you know. Um, and research actually shows that the more sh- common ground that two people have, shared values, shared goals, you know, shared vision for the future, lifestyle similarities, those kinds of things, the more similar two people are, the greater the chance for a healthy, sustainable relationship. Well, you know, I, I feel like it's so it's so easy for us to say, you know, it's it's so great to to be your own person and to be alone and to really, you know, take advantage of that. But it's a little bit harder to put in. Well, it actually, I I think it's really hard to put into practice and to embrace that new, you know, mm-hmm. that new concept that it is okay to be alone for a while and to get to know yourself. What kind of advice do you have for people who are who are transitioning into that and and might not be happy about it? Well. First of all, I I, want to just say that the book is not just for people that are alone. The book is really not about aloneness. It's really about wholeness. It's and that applies to you know people that are in a relationship as well as people that are living a single lifestyle. Um, You know, the work is to is to know who you are, and I I actually the book is designed to take people through an actual process. And I've actually even had couples email me and tell me that they've gone through the book together and gone through the, the process together, and it's been amazing in their relationship because it's, it's really changed a lot of the dynamics um, and made them more aware because we are formed by the age of about seven. We have developed what I call our default operating system, how we think and how we behave on autopilot. And depending on, you know, the environment that we grow up in, we internalize core beliefs, and these aren't conscious thoughts. It's not things that we're consciously walking around, you know, thinking. These are sort of internalized perceptions as truths about ourselves and the world around us. And then we develop these habitual behaviors in response to our belief system. And this is all laid down by about the age of six. And how we think and behave is very appropriate to the environment that we're growing up in. The, the child intuitively knows how it has to think and, and how it has to act 
to function within its family system. But the problem is we bring those patterns with us into adulthood, and they're not designed to produce the same results that they, you know, that they served uh, in our lives growing up. And so a big piece of the work is figuring out, number one, who are you? You know, what are your personality traits? What are the, the innate strengths that you're born with? Um, what's your belief system? How, what is the quality of relationship with yourself? Um, what is the quality of the relationships with the people around you? Do you feel supported? Do you feel cared for? Do you feel valued? Um, how do you feel about the work that you do in the world? Do you feel, is it fulfilling? All those kinds of things. It's really doing, the first step is doing a very honest assessment of who you are and where you are in your life today. And again, instead of looking outside of you to find, you know, Prince or Princess Charming to rescue you from, you know, uh, an unhappy lifestyle or, or financial stress or loneliness or whatever it is, it's figuring out, okay, what are the parts of my life or what are the qualities in my life and in myself that I would be looking to to an ideal partner? And instead of ex- looking for someone that has those qualities or life circumstances, what can I do? What's my next action step to developing those qualities in myself and bringing those life circumstances to reality in my own life? And then you're busy living your life, you know, instead of waiting for somebody to come and make life happen. Now tell me more about, um, this was the, the chapter in your book that I really enjoyed the most, most, and it was living deliberately versus living by default. So explain a little bit more about this. I know you've got a lot of steps laid out in this area. It, you know, it, it certainly was the one part of the book that really spoke to me the most. Um, just the idea of not living in, in fear, just going out and, and doing what you want, whatever's going to make you happy and make you feel more whole. You know, versus just sort of going through going through your life on default. Stumbling am I, through life. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. The living deliberately. What what I mean by that is is really thinking about being more aware of what you want, the results that you want to be experiencing, uh, the internal environment that you want to be, you know, carrying around with you inside. Because if you're, let's say, for example, always afraid, always nervous about what people are going to think of you or um, afraid that you're going to make a mistake and be judged, or afraid you're going to be rejected, or you're walking around feeling angry, you know, with a chip on your shoulder, just resentful all the time. You know, that's a sort of a polluted internal environment that doesn't feel very good, you know. And so living deliberately is saying, what kind of, uh, kind of life do I want to have? What kind of relationship do I want to have with myself? How do I want to feel when I wake up in the morning? Um, what kind of re- friendships do I want to have? What kind of people do I really like being around? What kind of work do I like to do? What kind of, you know, um, skills and strengths do I like to use in, my, in, in every day? And it's aligning your actions, first your thoughts and your behaviors and your actions with the results that you're trying to produce. And the reason I talked about, you know, the early conditioning with, with the family and, and environment is because it all starts with what we have in our head and how we think. Because our thoughts drive our behaviors and choices, and our behaviors and choices produce the life that we have. So that's why you have to start back at the beginning and really understand what your operating system is and how it's got a domino effect in creating you know, the life that you have. So living deliberately means living consciously and constantly saying, okay, if I react in this way, I may get this result. 
or if I put this piece of food in my mouth, it's going to have this effect on my body. It's just being very aware and aligning what you're doing with what you really want to be accomplishing. Now, Lauren, we've got a couple questions coming in from our chat room. Um, one listener wants to know what you would say to critics that think that aloneness is nothing more than a matter of self-esteem or a need for attention. Say that again? What would you say to critics who who think that aloneness, is, you know, the concept of this aloneness is really nothing right. more than a matter of boosting your self-esteem or a need for greater attention? I guess I'm not quite sure what the re- what the what the listener is 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 getting at. Um, I think, I think I, I'm not sure saying, if you know, if they mean is it is it being alone as as a means of trying to get attention. Do you think that's what they're no, asking? No, I think it's. I think the idea of alone. I think what they're asking is, you know, do being alone is it really just a matter of, this concept of of the art of aloneness is yeah. it really just a matter of of trying to boost your own personal self esteem? Is it you know, just uh, maybe paying more attention to yourself or... or oh, okay, I get it. So, well, I think it's going to be different things for different people because remember I said, you know, there's an erosion of our innate wholeness and it's going to be different parts are going to get lost for different people depending on the, the family and environment you grew up in. So let's say, for example, you grew up with a very controlling, you know, father who, um, you know, that ran the house, you know, like, like a military base. And if anything was out of place or, you know, he'd get really angry and yell and, and maybe even, you know, you'd get whacked a little bit. And so you learn to just do everything really perfectly, as perfectly as you could, and always try to kind of walk on eggshells and just kind of stay under the radar so you wouldn't get, you know, zapped. And so that becomes your habitual pattern. And so your piece of work in, in reclaiming your wholeness and developing that relationship with yourself might be to reconnect to the part that feels empowered, that's, that's, that is willing to speak out, to have a voice, for example. Um, maybe in meetings you never say anything because you're always afraid of being judged back from this old pattern. It's taking the steps to start to um, contribute, to take the risk and say something and bring yourself to the table and that, and that type of thing. Um, so, but for, you know, other, and, and in those kinds of situations, very often people's self-esteem does get um, eroded. So it, it can be a process of building your self-esteem. And the way that you build your self-esteem is by starting to treat yourself just like you would, like, like if you had a relationship with somebody where the, the, um, the connection, you know, really got kind of uh, diminished and there was a lack of trust and you, uh, you were not very, treated very well by somebody and they say, I really want to, you know, repair our relationship and I want you to trust me and I want you to really like me again. Well, that's only going to happen if they start treating you differently. They start treating you with kindness, with tenderness, with uh, respect. And that's how you regain your own self-esteem is by treating yourself that way. And not as a concept, but like in action. You know, like when I said making your bed every day, if you live alone and you don't make your bed, start making it. And you do it with a conscious intention of, I'm going to make your bed for you. You know, you want to do something nice for yourself. You put healthy food into your body because you're going to treat your body nicely because you, you, you want to take care of it and be loving to it. It's that kind of thing. That's how you build self-esteem. Now, you've, you're on Life Tips Radio today, but you've actually got your own radio show, Life Keys Radio. Am I right? Yes, yes. Now, um, it's you, on Hay House Radio, 
and it's on every Thursday, uh, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern and 10 to 11 Pacific time. And, um, and I, I, I really look to, to give people very practical tools and the kinds of life keys and, you know, like you're doing with, with your show with life tips, the kinds of things that we all need to know to, to get on in life and to be able to be as successful as we can be and realize our, our innate potential, you know, that we're all born with. The kinds of things like, you know, how to communicate, how do you develop your intuition and how do you learn how to trust it, you know, or, uh, becoming more aware of the role that you play or your behavioral styles or, you know, how to communicate in a way that is not going to invoke a defensive reaction or how do you manage conflict and still preserve a relationship. Those kinds of things that we all need to know but we never learned because our parents never learned them and they <laughs> couldn't pass those skills on to us, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of stuff that we do on the show. And it's a call-in show. People can uh, call in and I coach them on air. Now, do you do you ever find yourself uh recommending um you know therapy or counseling to to anyone out there i mean you know if people are really you know exploring the act of being alone and and learning more about themselves do you support the idea of therapy or yeah well it? the book in the book every chapter ends with an actual exercise so information is is all fine and well but if you can't implement it into action it you know very often it it just kind of stops right there and it's hard to integrate it and actually induce real change it stays in the mental level but not in the action level and I'm very much about action so I actually walk the the reader through this process so they're doing for example a family of origin exercise to identify their primary role in their family to identify what the core beliefs are that they internalize to identify you know what to what degree was their family healthy or, or was it dysfunctional and this work is, um, you know, for a lot of people, especially people that come from painful backgrounds, can invoke a lot of emotion. And I absolutely encourage readers to go get some, you know, professional support um, if they need to, and, and, and it would be helpful. Um, you know, the, the key thing here is effective support, though, because um, there's a lot of, you know, resources out there that aren't necessarily going to be as helpful as possible. So I think it's important... If you're going to, you know, work with somebody, I think I'm a big fan of family systems work because that's where um, all of our pathology is rooted, is in the family. First, you know, that's the, the, the most, um, the strongest determinant of who we become is really the family we grew up in. So I think doing that work can be a wonderful adjunct um, and support. And coaching can be helpful, too. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I do feel pretty strongly that coaches should have a background in psychology and that integration of both is wonderful because you take the the um, the psychology mixed with the action oriented uh, coaching is a, is a very very good combination. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, um, let's see. God, I you know I just want to sit here and and reread the book, Lauren. Honestly, oh, it's, I'm so it's very glad. comforting. I'm so it's, glad you like it. I find it to be very comforting. You know, and do you find that that um, you have more people who seek you out who are in, you know, a specific demographic? Do you find people in your 20s are seeking you out or uh, people who are different Well, it's days? so varied. It, it's, um, it's really amazing. And, and I do a, a soulmate workshop, and it's, um, I actually have one coming up in November at Kripalo out in uh, Western Mass. And the last one that we did, which was in June at, um, at Omega, you wouldn't believe how varied um, the group was. 
And most of the people had come because they had read the book and they, they wanted to come for the workshop. And we had uh, the youngest person, I think was about 20, I think he was 26. And the oldest person we had in the group was an 84-year-old male married psychiatrist, (laughs) which is really wild. And he was just lovely, and it was such a powerful weekend for him. Um, and then, you know, and, it, and we had a, g- a good number of men, uh, which was also really great to see that it was very balanced in terms of the number of women uh, and men in the group. So it, it really varies. Um, I would say the book tends to, the, I guess the people that it really tends to resonate with is mostly like 30s and up. Um, and I say 30s because I think a lot of, people in their 20s, there's always still this feeling of, oh, well, got time, oh, yeah, later. And then, like you said, with, with your friends, and I don't know how, how old you are or your friends are, but, you know, I, I find that women, especially in their 30s, not just women, men too, but women even more so because of the whole bio, biological clock thing, uh, now it starts to hit home. Oh, wait a minute, I'm already in my 30s. My clock is ticking. And so I think, you know, that's where... Uh, they start to really want to find somebody, and then when they stumble upon this whole uh, other idea of, wait a minute, I've got a whole other mindset that I can really see things through, and I can just relax and live my life, and while I'm living my life and pursuing those things that really interest me, I'm going to have a greater chance of meeting somebody that's really the kind of person that I want to be with because they're just naturally going to gravitate to the kinds of things that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And and that's a that's a... You know, that's a pretty effective way to meet somebody is just by living your life and doing things that interest you because if you're, you know, somebody online, you know, it's really a crapshoot whether or not they're going to be compatible because, you know, you're, people are presenting themselves in a certain way versus just kind of naturally, organically living their life and going and doing things that they're really interested in doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it, Lauren. You know, building your own independence, I I absolutely can't put enough emphasis on on how healthy that is. Um, do you have any projects coming up? Anything beyond the the new book? I'm sure you're probably pretty busy with uh, you know book signings and, and radio shows. But do you have any? Well, I, I still I now? still have my coaching practice. I have a full time practice where I, I do uh, life, career, uh, relationship, and executive coaching. And I have the radio show on Thursdays, and I very often teach on, on the weekends. Um, I'm going to actually be at the, for the people that are in Boston, I'll be at the Boston Center of Adult Ed, I think it's September 17th, um, and I'll be teaching my Living Fearlessly workshop. And I'll be at Cropalo in November doing the Soulmate workshop. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wish you the best of luck with everything, and uh, I would certainly encourage our listeners to check out Life Keys Radio in addition to Life Tips Radio. Um, you know, where can uh, where can uh, our listeners seek you out aside they from Life Keys Radio? They can go to the Radio? website, and I just realized I just gave you the wrong date on the Living Fearlessly. My assistant will not be happy. Um, <laughs> it's September 19th. It's Saturday, Living Fearlessly from 10 to 12. Um, they can go to www.laurenmackler.com. And I also have a blog. It's called Live Boldly, and they can they can read a lot of this interviews, there's articles, there's all kinds of things up there. Um, and the Live Boldly, um, I'm just looking. I always forget the. I think it's LiveBoldly.LaurenMackler.com, but I will double check it real quick here. 
Uh, yeah, it's liveboldly.laurenmacro.com. And the website well, Lauren, is just my so name, much. laurenmacro.com. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. My and, pleasure. Um, can, Thanks for having me. I'm Bye-bye. sorry that Byron missed out on our girly day, but he can he can well, listen to it in archives. Me. What was that? I said, tell him I said hello. Oh, I sorry will. I'm going to leave the book on his desk so he can learn all this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thanks, thank you so Amanda. much for joining us. And uh, take care, Lauren. And that's it for this week. We will be back next week. Byron will be back, and we will tell everyone all about the new wonderful office, which right now is the office of hanging wires and potential death. But it's coming along nicely, and we'll keep everyone updated. So until next week, I hope everyone has a great week, and we will see you then.